This program is brought to you by PersonalLifeMedia.com. Hi, and welcome to Green Talk, a podcast series from GreenLivingIdeas.com. Green Talk helps listeners in their efforts to lead more eco-friendly lifestyles through interviews with top vendors, authors, and experts from around the world. We discuss the critical issues facing the global environment today, as well as the technologies, products, and practices that you can employ to go greener in every area of your life. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening in today on Green Talk Radio. This is Sean Daly, and the topic of our program today is green bags and reusable bags, a novel concept, but really not in continents like Europe. For some reason, it's a novel concept in in the United States of America. Uh, And here to talk about that concept with me today is the business development manager for Green Bag, uh, Bill Clussey. Bill, how are you? Not bad, not bad. Thanks very much for having me along. It's quite our pleasure. Um, you know, it's it's funny because every time that I travel in Europe with my family, and my my wife always says, "Oh, you know, when we get back, I want." She said last time, "I want to get this." You know, I love the bags that they have. The women who are shopping in France have, you know, <laughs> they put their bread in and all this. And I think, why don't we do this? Like, why, why why don't we have? Why don't people just go? Why is it paper or plastic? Why isn't it you know more? And I, I mean, I'm in California, so a lot of people do bring their own bags. I have to say but it's still maybe 20% at the best. Well, I, I, I'd say that figure has been uh, greatly growing in recent times. Um, Outside of the San Francisco Bay Area? Yeah, we've, okay, we've, definitely, seen a, we've definitely seen a, a spike in national interest uh, on the concept and stuff, um, and it's been great. Um, what we've found in all markets that we first started in, uh, it's, it's the retailers that kind of present the, um, the barrier to, to market, and they think, hey, look, how can we sell a bag when we're giving them away for free? Why would the consumer make the choice? But um, once the consumer has a viable alternative and it's well within their purchasing power, they'll, they'll make the switch. They'll make the switch. And that, that's what we're seeing across the country at the moment. So what was the, how did Green Bag start? Um, basically, our little company started in the west of Ireland, uh, going back, to, back as far as 1999. Uh, Ireland was looking at introducing a PLAS tax, um, whereby retailers were going to be charged for using single-use plastic bags at the checkouts. So that cost was obviously getting passed on to consumers, and there was all sorts of resistance. Um, the reason behind introducing the plastics was the amount of, of cost, of the, that it, the cost related to the, to the single-use plastic bag was just enormous. It, it was littering our, our countryside. Um, it, it just wasn't a good thing. So they introduced the, the tax, and a man by the name of James O'Connor um, came up with the design of, of our green bag. He wanted to produce a bag that was environmentally friendly, reusable, and uh, functional at the checkouts. And so that went on sale back about six months in advance of the plastic tax in a, in a sort of progressive retailer by the name of Superquin in Ireland. And, and from that little uh, chain, we, we've sort of branched out across the across the globe a little bit, and um, in places such as Australia, uh, Japan, Samoa, Fiji, uh, Mauritius, South Africa, and uh, of late here in the U.S. And are you seeing equal or approximately equal levels of, of adoption in all those different places? Um, we're, we've definitely seen uh, it immerse 
Australia is probably our most advanced market, uh, and Ireland. The, the thing, the, the difference has been uh, in Ireland, it's probably still just seen as a shopping bag, whereas in Australia, it really has just become an everyday use. So people will use it for the shopping, but they'll also use it for uh, bringing their stuff to work or mm-hmm. uh, taking their, their their training gear to the gym or, or something like that. Um, so here in the States, it, it, it's probably still very much at the early inset stage. Um, it, it's a concept that. Um, though it is growing, it, it's still very early in the, in the stages. So we're hopeful in, in about two to three weeks, or two to three years rather time, it'll be fully immersed in the, in the sort of shopping habits of, of the U.S. Yeah, well, and it's funny because that really takes it to the next level of, you know, people think, oh, what a novel concept, a reusable shopping bag. Yeah. And then I think, well, what a novel concept, a bag that you carry around all day that you can put anything in no matter what you're doing. Exactly, you know? exactly. There's, I, you know, I, I think of it as some, it's just these paradigms that have existed forever and nobody questions, and I, and I love seeing them get questioned. I, I think one of the things is, um, and I, I have a question about this too, is there any stigma around, you know, sort of the, the perceived threat of shoplifting with regards to bringing in one's own bag? Yeah, we, we, we've entertained, we, we've come across that sort of thing, and we, we've even heard um, more elaborate sort of excuses from retailers as why not to, to, to bring it in. We, we've heard excuses ranging as far as, well, if we introduce this bag, that means that there's going to be, uh, it's led to an increase in people um, robbing shopping trolleys. Um, like we, We've honestly heard all sorts of things. The, the truth of the matter is, no, if, if a woman walks into a shop currently with a handbag, um, what's the difference between her walking in with one of our reusable bags? If somebody is intent on going in and thieving in a store, they're going, they're going to do it. Yeah. Um, and we've also then, from, from sort of the, the, the uh, customers that we have, like the big shopping centers and the big um, retailers and stuff, they don't actually mind too much. Now, I don't, I don't want this to, to, to prompt people going out on a, on a pillaging raid, <laughs> but they don't actually mind too much sometimes if, if there is a... Uh, a number of the bags that are actually getting stolen in store uh-huh. uh, and people claiming that they paid for them because at the end of the day they are reducing their operational expenses by reducing the plastic bags that they give away. Well, let me let me point out something else as well, which you know, stores like Whole Foods, who I believe yep. does business with you guys, yep. they they emblazon their logo on both sides of it. You know, and that's so exactly it. It's a walking billboard. And exactly, it's a good and that, that is it. That and that's the value they get. They get the sort of the, the, the added brand exposure of having their their brag their brand on a bag being associated with doing something positive for the community. So it really is a sort of win win for for them. It's it's a it's a practical um, way for the consumer to feel that they're making their little bit of difference as well. So uh, the, the, the pilfering thing ha- has come up a little bit, but to be honest, it, it really hasn't been a big issue. Mm-hmm. So now, uh, you know, region by region in the country, uh, or, or at least if you want to draw attention to certain regions, I, I know that the, the cities of San Francisco, Oakland, and Berkeley here in the Bay Area in yep. California have been introducing plastic bag bans, yep. similar to, I think, I guess what was going on in, in Ireland, yep. um, or being threatened. And I, I know that I think other places like Boston, New York, and and Dade County, Florida, are also flirting with that idea. Can you can you tell us a little bit about you know how that's happening across the country, where it's happening? Well, it's primarily here in, in the Bay Area um, that they have sort of really been the, the premier um, area in, in the states to, to, to aggressively uh, pursue this, this this concept of of banning the plastic bags. Um, the, the actual plastic bag, its origins is only back in the sort of 1950s and 60s where retailers started giving it. Prior to that, um, I'd imagine if your listeners ask their grandparents what they did, they'd have brought their own bags to the store. So it's not that radical an idea. Um, so so. 
San Fran has looked at the model in in uh, in Ireland, and it's not going the same, the, the exact same route. Um, it's also looked at what's going on in Australia, where the um, the the, plastic, the the retailers were basically told you have to cut the amount of plastics that you use by 25%, then 50%. So San Fran is is going a different route of of banning the the, the plastic bags for. Um, for the retailers in the area, and so we'll see how it pans out. It's a bit of a different, cha- a bit of a different spin on, on what we've seen in other countries, but um, it'll be interesting to see how it pans out. And I, I can be certain that uh, a lot of the other cities and areas uh, throughout the U.S. are looking at, at at San Fran and how it works. And so once one does it, there's often a domino effect. Uh, if it works for one, it should work for others. So um, we'll see how it pans out. Mm-hmm. So at this point, though, the, as far as the bans go, yep. saying no, it's just exclusively to the, this area. Yeah, pretty much. Country. Pretty okay. much. Uh, there is talks of it in a couple of places in Canada as well, and um, it seems to be that some are pretty pensive on, on the idea. They like the thought of it, but they don't want to be seen to be draconian in any way. Uh, so, yeah. um, so they'll sit back, let 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 one city take the heat and see how it goes. <laughs> and if it works, then then they'll run with it. Right. That makes sense. Well, you know, it seems to me that there's other there's other. Um, elements that could be introduced here. For example, I know there's companies like we've interviewed companies like Trex who reuse plastic bags in their in their composite decking products. Yep. There's other uses beyond that as well. Um, you know, and I'm just I'm thinking if if they could, you know, I know I know businesses don't like anything being mandated to them and that's understandable, but at the same time, you know, we have a bigger we have a bigger issue at play here which is the environment and yeah. our survival as a species, right? <laughs> so, sorry corporations, but <laughs> but it seems to me if they would also introduce, for example, some element of mandating, well, that, you know, in the interim or for now, if you're going to have this, you need to at least make sure that X percentage of these plastic bags are being, you know, uh, reused. Yep. Uh, in the case of, obviously, with uh, the paper bags, it's much easier to, to recycle them. But, you know, anyway. And those, that was part of the legislation that, that came in into San Fran, that any of the, the retailers that are over 10,000 square feet um, had to offer a reusable bag program and also offer recycling of plastic bags. So mm. and those are the little steps that, that help as well. Sure, sure, absolutely. So, so at this point, you guys are in in, in uh, how many continents with how many employees? How big is Green Bag these days? Um, wow, I couldn't, I couldn't actually, I couldn't actually answer that that one. We did, we, we would have over um, at this stage, if you consider all of our sort of um, our guys in, in our factory and stuff like that, you'd be looking at well over six hundred employees at this stage. Wow, that's great. I didn't realize you guys were that large. Well, we would, we would, we would include our actual. Some companies probably wouldn't do that. We would include our guys in our factory in, in China in our employee list. That's mm-hmm. something that we've been we've been pretty stringent on from, from the start. Um, so yeah, we'd include that. So if we're looking at sort of um, the Asian continent, Austra- Australasia, which would include New Zealand, uh, Europe being sort of Ireland, the UK, we have an office in, in Switzerland as well. Um, then we got guys in Canada and here in the US. So we're, we're pretty much spanning our, our, our feelers across the globe a bit, and um, it, it's been great. It really has been great. Well, and since you mentioned manufacturing in China, yep. I have to ask, you know, in light of all the me- recent media attention on product recalls you yep. know, due to harmful materials like lead, is there anything you guys are doing to avoid those kind of issues? Yeah, well, actually well in advance of these recalls, we, um, we, we did tackle that issue. Um, our material, basically, the industry standard would be 100 milligrams per gram material. Now, when we were operating in Japan, they had uh, a scare long in advance of the Mattel scare here in, in the U.S. Um, with, with pearls, basically. I think there was an incident with pearls and the lead levels were too high. So 
We worked with our retailer there in Japan uh, on how we could reduce the lead and cadmium levels of our bags. So we've managed to get from 100 milligrams per gram material, the industry standard, down to a tenth of that, 10 milligrams per gram material. Um, and that, that's something we're pretty proud of that none of our competitors out there are, are doing at the moment. And it, it might take them considerable time to catch up because I know it was painstaking um, painstaking work trying to get to that level. I would never have thought that those kind of materials were even used. I mean, that always blows me away what you hear is being, you know, put in children's toys and bags. Yeah. And I mean, it's just like, why? I, my first reaction is why? <laughs> like, you know, is it just, is it just cost? Is that why the typically, the, you know, the manufacturing materials are, are the, that variety? Well, anything that that's basically plastics or oils is going to have some level of, of lead, and ca- lead and cadmium and stuff. So mm. it, it's only, it sends off warning, uh, sends off sirens for some people the minute they hear the lead or anything like that. But if we can manage to reduce our ecological footprint by reducing the lead and cadmium levels to the absolute minimum that we can, well, that, that's something we're committed to do. Right. Well, and, you know, since we actually haven't mentioned it, what, what, is, what is a green bag made of? Uh, it's made from non-woven polypropylene, which in itself is actually a, is, is a type of plastic. Um, it's a grade five plastic which can be recycled. Um, our boards then are made from, from um, recycled PET. The board is, is made from 80% recycled material. And again, that harps back to the, to the lead and cadmium thing. If we went the road of, of 100% recycled material, um, we wouldn't be able to monitor and stand over the, the lead and cadmium level. So by having it at an 80% to 20% uh, recycled to fresh content, we're, we've managed to, to keep the, the lead and cadmium levels all that bit lower. Mm-hmm. Okay. And t- tell me about the uh, how far has your bag traveled? Oh, that, that's basically just a, a little thing on our site that... Um, uh, it, particularly in the last couple of weeks, we've been getting a lot of um, a lot of photos sent, sent in. Um, it, it's something that that it just helps us here. It gives us a great spur when we see um, individuals out there using our product and taking it to weird and wacky places. Um, like our day-to-day business is dealing with the, the big retailers and stuff, and to to get an, to get a photo through or, or an email through from the marketplace saying, "Hey, you guys, your bag is great." I use it every day, or or even this week we we got a school send in thirty ideas. Each kid came up with a different idea on how they would um, what they would do to introduce a way of getting people to remember to bring their bags to the stores. So everything from teaching a Paris uh, how to speak to say don't forget your green bag to putting a microchip in your arm, just to see people taking the time to come in and tell us what our bag is doing out there, it really spurs us on here. Yeah, okay, well, I'll tell you what. So I have my, I have my obligatory quota from uh, Whole Foods that yeah. I've gotten, and, and we're actually, we're, I think we're, we're looking into getting some for our, our audience as well. We'd like to you know, give them away and, okay. and such to, to our, our listener audience. So, but I'm going to take one of my Whole Foods ones, and I'm going to bring it. I, I, the, probably the most ungreen thing to do, or one of them is to travel, but unfortunately I am, I have, I'm, one of my good friends is getting married in Italy next week, so I am traveling. Great. I was like, uh, you know, oh, well, i gotta got to go. So I, you know, I only do it once a year at the most, so okay, okay. Well. but I, I'll, I'm going to go to, uh, I'll be in Florence, so I'll, I'll take a picture in Florence. Great, with well look, that, and that, that's what I said, we're actually upgrading our site at the moment, and we've got a dossier of more uh, photos in in recent times of people, say, from, from Harvard, taking a photo in the environs of, of Harvard, we got one from, from Rushmore, we got one on top of uh, the, um, the, up beside the famous statue in Rio de Janeiro at the top of the hill and stuff like that, and, and these are all just people who, who've taken the time to, to send in a photo, so right. it, it really is great. Yeah. It reminds me of Amelie with the lawn gnome uh, photos. I don't know if you saw that movie, but she's taking pictures of the lawn gnome in various places around the world. Oh, I have seen it, Amelie. That's right. That's right. I know it. I know it. 
Well, listen, um, Bill, thank you so much for being on the program today. It was a pleasure having you on. Great to hear about your success and that this idea, this concept is starting to, to I should say, retake off across the world. Yeah, it's, it's, been, it's been really positive. And look, thanks very much for your time today, and uh, we really appreciate it. You bet. Well, Bill Cloacy, the business development manager for Greenbag Company at www.greenbag.info, has been my guest today. Bill, thanks again. Thank you. Thanks as always to everyone listening in today. Remember, for more free on-demand podcasts, articles, videos, and other information related to living a greener lifestyle, visit our website at www.greenlivingideas.com. We'd also love to hear your comments, feedback, and questions. Send us an email at editors at greenlivingideas.com. Find more great shows like this on personallifemedia.com.